focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Glory to God. We thank you, Father. We honor you. We adore you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see God healing people already. There is a lady. Um, it looks like the left side of your head, like this side. That's the left right. Yeah. <laughs> you had a bit of a pain um, around that. I see God's hand touching you in the name of Jesus. God's hand touching you in the name of Jesus. Tavonika Balaswa Pirata. I see God sorting out something in the lives of the twins. Um, Ogian Ogo. Two twins. Ah, God. <laughs> okay. Again, oh God, there's something, the Lord, I don't know what exactly the issue is, but I see God moving and I see him making ways where there seems to be no way. Thank you, Jesus, for elevation. Thank you, Jesus. There'll be many financial miracles tonight. Many, many financial miracles tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Missing things are being found. We give you praise, God. Missing things are being found. Lost opportunities are being recovered in the name of Jesus. We don't rest on our ability. We don't rest on our capacity. We rest, we rest on and in the finished work of Jesus Christ. We rely, Katuveni Parata. We rely on the stability of God, the rock of ages. The Bible says He's the rock. His work is perfect. We rest on that finished walk in the name of Jesus. We choose to believe in our God, in our Savior, in our captain. The Bible calls him the captain of our salvation. Yes. And as a function of our faith in him, we receive manifold testimonies in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. All right, let's go right to it. It's a prayer and declaration service, and we thank God for the fiery start that we've had already is going to get hotter and better. I'm going to instruct us and then lead us in prayers. Um, and there'll be miracles. In fact, I'm trusting God that whilst the prayers are ongoing, I want you to please prepare your heart and your mind. Also prepare your space. If you're in a part of the house where there are distractions, they're watching Netflix, they're watching something on YouTube, they're watching the King's Coronation. <clears throat> Tell them that you are a king and there's no Ikoro in your nation. Amen. Wherever you are that may rob you of the power of fervor, fervency and focus in the place of prayer, please just respectfully and politely excuse yourself say hey daddy mommy please can you give me the next one and a half hours next one hour 20 minutes um i'm trusting god we're going to be done by 8 45 there about <clears throat> maybe a little earlier um that's my own target anyway but you can ask them and say please can you just give me less than you know give me till 8 45 give me till nine o'clock give me till you know if they can't give you all that time just give me at least an hour right and Go into that prayer closet. There is a reason. Let's. This is not part of my teaching tonight, but let me show you something. 
what I'm saying is, is very powerful. And sometimes the reason we may not get certain answers, you know, we said it on Sunday, it says you have not because you ask not. And then you ask, but you ask amiss. It says you ask the consumer on your own loss. But then it says you ask amiss. And I spoke about my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. So God has thoughts and God has ways. So it's not just enough to know the thoughts of God. You need to know the ways of God, right? So look at what it says in, in Matthew 6. Scribes help us. Matthew 6. And when you pray, verse 5, you shall not be like the hypocrites. Why? For they love to pray, doing what? Standing in the synagogues, in the place where people can see them, acknowledge them, celebrate them, and on the corners of the streets. Now, this is the point there. The issue is not that they are praying in the synagogue. The issue is not that they are praying in the corner of the streets. The issue there is that they may be seen by men. He says, surely I say to you, they have their reward. Please, whenever you write as a scribe, except I tell you where to stop, don't write beyond that point so that it doesn't become overwhelming and distracting. Okay? Except I say, take from verse 6 to 10. Don't put five verses there. Put the verses I'm reading so people can follow as we go along. Right? It says, surely I say to you, they have their reward. But you... When you pray, he didn't say if you pray, so when you pray, go into where? Your room. And when you have done what? Shut your door. Right? So there's, there's congregational prayer, which is important, like what we're having today, but there's also personal prayer. Now, there's prayer that everybody knows you're praying, but there's also prayer online. The point here is that when you do that, go into your room, shut your door, is a pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. I am trusting God as we pray tonight. There will be many open rewards. There will be many open rewards. There will be many open rewards in the name of Jesus. So picking up from Sunday, it's a done deal. Today is about affirmations and declarations based on the revelation of God's word. We spoke about the reasons why prophecies can be delayed, looked at quite a number of them, from ingratitude, unbelief, impatience, familiarity, disobedience, prayerlessness, praying amiss. Um, I didn't talk about selfishness, but it was a part of it. But the one I really want to focus on today, and I didn't get to talk about it at all on Sunday, is that a lot of prophecies are delayed. This is possibly one of the biggest reasons. A lot of prophecies are delayed because the prophecy, the person who sees and is professing, does not wage war. One of the major reasons prophecies are delayed is that there is no warrior on earth to agree with the king in heaven that his agenda will be done. That is one of the biggest, and I'll show you a lot of texts in the Bible today, maybe not a lot because not teaching is prayer. So I'll give you just enough to feel the fire of prayer, right? One of the major reasons is that we don't wage war. So a lot of people dance around the prophecy, capture the prophecy, record the prophecy, write the prophecy, but do not war with the prophecy. Come on, somebody say it's time to war with the prophecy. 
Lebra tigenige betaya. Zade ke lete ne moyama niga. Le foropo limonike polopalanika pelekea. Zizatu zeberetaya. Shineko. Rekina brospelia zuzoboli brenemendenekea. Perizamaya. Shande ke manaka. The Bible says, David said, it is the Lord that, that teaches my fingers to battle and my hands to war. So there is a dimension in God. If I give us Exodus chapter 15, verse 3, Exodus 15, verse 3, he says, the Lord is a man of war. There is a dimension of God that is a warrior. Now, let me tell you something about your walk with God. One of the things about your walk with God is that God will expose you. To as many varieties, flavors, and expressions of his divinity as you are yielding to in your lifetime. That means that if Jesus died on the cross, you experience death on the cross. If Jesus was betrayed, you will learn betrayal and not, you know, reviling back or reviling. If Jesus was the priest, you will operate in the priesthood. If Jesus fought wars, you will fight wars. Captain of salvation, you have to be a soldier in salvation. Are we getting that? He says, the Lord is his name, that's Sabaoth. So God is a man of war. Now, if the one who owns everything still has to war, whether for a demonstration or on behalf of his people, why will you not war? <laughs> why will you not war? So many of us, we are not warriors, we are warriors. Or rather, we've trained ourselves, I should say. God has called us to be warriors, not warriors. Unfortunately, more believers assume the position of warrior than they assume the position of warrior. Are we getting the point now? And it's difficult, it's difficult for you to establish a kingdom that is superior if you don't have the posture of a warrior. It is the posture of the warrior that allows you to superimpose a kingdom as superior. The colonial invaders, right? They knew this. So when they came, they didn't just come in enlightenment and education, they came with war. They came with indaboski, they came with gunpowder, they came with cannonballs, they came with war. If you're going to extend a kingdom, it will not just be by negotiation. Most people don't give up their territory based on negotiation. They give up their territory because of subjugation. So <laughs> if you're going to say, hey, God, you've given me a word. Now, wait, think about this. If God gives you a word that our ministry like has given us a word for kings, ministry is going to reach a billion souls. Do you think that the devil is just sitting down somewhere saying, well, it's a lie, it cannot happen. I said on Sunday, the devil does not take God's word for granted, so you shouldn't do, th do that either. The devil knows God enough to know that God doesn't say what he doesn't mean. He has enough experience to see that if God said it. So when you think about it and say, we're going to reach a billion souls, the devil is not sitting down using toothpick, right? Using toothpick to just be picking his teeth and be saying, hey, 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 right? That's not what he's doing. He's posturing against it. His posturing against the will of God. Don't forget, is the opposer. The opposer, that's who he is. So we must fight. Now, when you go to Judges chapter 3, let me base it up so we can pray. Somebody shout, I'm a warrior. 
I am not a warrior. I am a warrior. I wage war. I wage war. There are many prophecies hanging in the stratosphere. Now look at this in verse 1, Judges 3. We can take it from verse 1, right, all the way to verse 4. 1 to 4, right, Judges 3. Now these are the nations which the Lord left. He left some nations, some opposing nations. He allowed them be that he might do what? Test Israel by them. That is all who had not known any of the wars in Canaan. So there were wars in Canaan, but there are those who had not known war in Canaan. And God allowed some opposing nations to prove Israel, to test Israel, to consolidate their character, to teach them discipline. Because if you're going to wage war, see, to eat food, you don't need discipline. To eat milk and honey, you don't need discipline, right? The only discipline you need is not to eat too much so that you won't go and spend the rest of your days in the toilet. But if you're going to wage war, you will learn order, you will learn sequencing, you sequencing, you will learn reporting, you will learn alignment, you will learn core values, you will learn restraint, you will learn posture, you will learn flexibility, you will learn how not to talk about everything that your eyes are seeing. Are we seeing this? So that might test them. Verse two: This was only so that the generations of the children of Israel at least those who are not formally known it, uh, children of Israel, might be taught to know war. So God said there is value in warring. <laughs> Somebody's like, God, why are there so many battles? There is value. There's a kingdom value in that battle that you may not extract through any other process. I spoke about it on Sunday that for many people who are maybe marriages or close friendships, sister girl, sister girl, brother man, brother man. Now, many times you become closer when one of you is under attack or when both of you are under attack. That moment of vulnerability has value. Are you getting the point? So don't despise the word of God. Don't despise the battles of life. The word of God holds the guarantee of your victory. The battles of life give you the opportunity to manifest the victory that the word of God has already given to you. Are we getting the point now? So your battles are God's opportunity to flex his power, to flex his integrity, to demonstrate his competence. Because if he's a man of war, then he's looking for war to display the sophisticated skills and abilities that he has. Is somebody giving God praise already? So that I learned to fight war, at least those who are not formally known it. So he's saying, I don't just want a generation to know war. I want every generation to be exposed to this reality. And then they named five lots of the Philistines, all the Canaanites and the Sidonians and the Hevites who dwelt in Mount Lebanon. I don't want to go into that because, see, let me, let me just touch on it. We say, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, shall be like the cities of Lebanon. And then you're going to see the blessings of the cities of Lebanon, right? But all that place, that place that has cedars, which are raw material for building buildings and constructing edifices, they were already occupied. Your promised land has giants in them. 
The promises of God concerning you are currently occupied. They are currently under the control and the surveillance of spirits that don't have your best interest at heart. Are you here now? Oh, come and talk to me in the comments. Let me know you're there. From Mount Baal, Hermon, to the, to the entrance of Hamath. Verse 4. And they were left that he might test Israel by them to know whether they would obey the commandments of the Lord, which he had commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. Okay? Now, let me... Let me move on to Deuteronomy chapter 1. Tonight we are waging war and it will be effective. Tonight we will not be distracted in battle. Tonight we will understand the purpose of God and we will enforce them in the name of Jesus. Tonight, tonight. Now, if you go to verse 5, Deuteronomy 1, let's speak verse 5. Verse 5, I'll go pick it up all the way to verse, uh, let me read to verse 8 first, then we'll pick again afterwards. Deuteronomy 1, 5 to 8. On the side of the Jordan, in the land of Moab, Moses began to explain this law, saying, The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, the mountain of God, saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Verse 7, turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites. So in other words, these people were so in tune with God, who was their GPS? God. God was saying, turn, take your journey to the Amorites. Turn. I pray in the name of Jesus for anyone who's on the wrong course, for anyone who's on the wrong lane, for anyone who's stowing the wrong place, who's wondering why is the land so hard? And God is saying, I did not send you to till this ground. I pray by the mercy of God that even right now you are hearing the voice of God, that his voice is like a trumpet in your heart, making clear his intention, his purpose, his agenda in the name of Jesus. You will not be stuck on the wrong journey. Since you've dwelt around this mountain long enough, turn and take your journey. Go to the mountains of the Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains, and in the lowland, and in the south, and on the seacoast, to the land of the Canaanites, and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. Verse 8. See! That's the first thing. Revelation. Don't forget prophecy. Revelation. Verse 8. See! I have set the land before you. So what should you do now? What should you do now? Go in and possess the land where the Lord swore to your fathers, who were they? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them and their descendants after them. Watch that now. Verse 9. And I spoke to you at that time saying, I alone am not able to bear you. The Lord your God has multiplied you, and here you are today as the stars of heaven in multitude. Verse 11. May the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more numerous than you are, and bless you as he has promised you. How can I alone bear your problems and your burdens and your complaints? Okay, let's leave all of that. So God is saying, go forward, move forward. You've dropped around this mountain long enough. You know, verse 21, Luke, the Lord your God has set the land before you, go up and possess it. So he's encouraging, he's affirming, he's declaring, he's prophesying, he's proclaiming, he's validating, right? He's saying all of that. But see, when you now go to Deuteronomy chapter 2, Okay, 
Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 1 says, Then we turned and joined into the, into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord has spoken to me, and we still scattered Mount Seir for many days. This sounds like somebody's life. You know you are in the neighborhood of the blessing. You know you are in the neighborhood of the healing. You know you are in the environment. There is an, an inner witness that God's word to you is not wrong. You can sense it. You can feel it. The king of glory is here. Can you sense it? Can you feel it? Right? You can sense it. But see, go to verse 24. Rise, take your journey and cross over the river Arnon. So there are many rivers that cross, not just the Red Sea. Look, I've given into your hand, who? Sion the Amorite. Somebody says Sion the Amorites. <laughs> Say Sion the Amorite. He said, I've given into your hand Sion the Amorites. Who is Sion Amorite? At some point, for those who have done missionary map, um, you were familiar with the, you know, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Gittites, the Amorites, the, this one and whatever, and then what they really mean in contemporary times. But Sion means rooting out. <laughs> so Sion the Amorite this is a representation of a demonic principality that is concerned about rooting out. So you plant, and as soon as there are roots, it's digging it out. So it's almost like you're sort of like wasting, 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 wasting the patterns, wasting the seed. As long as it takes roots, it's rooting it out, plucking it out. In the name of Jesus, every Sion, the Amorites in your life, where you have a, a, an amalgamation of resources and then it's squandered, opportunities squandered, uh, energy squandered, hope, faith, optimism squandered. We proclaim in the name of Jesus that is completely manekepa. He's completely uprooted in the name of Jesus. Sion right means to eradicate, to exterminate. Sion. To eradicate, to, to extinguish to cause the flame to disintegrate so that it looks like nothing was ever there in the first place. We take us, let's pray. We take authority over the, the offense of Sion, the attacks of Sion, the things that lets you go back and say, oh, this month I actually had five million dollars coming, but there's nothing in my account now. The thing that says, oh, last year I actually did 20 million in sales, but I can't even see what I used the money for. In the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority by by the power of God against Sion the Amorites. We scatter his influences, we break his accord, we dismember every approach of reproach in the name of Jesus. See what it says. Rise, take your journey, cross over the river Arnon. Look, I have given into your hand who? Sion, the Amorites. Sion, the, in the name of Jesus. Every operation of Sion in my life. We break in pieces in the name of Jesus. 
Now, do you know the king? We king of what is this guy? Sion the Amorite, Babylon's king of Heshbon. Heshbon means invention. Heshbon means industry. Sion the Amorites is the one that likes to root out believers from industry, that likes to pluck out believers from. So by the grace and mercy of God, I stand as, as counsel, advisor, mentor, intercessor to a couple of um, people, persons, and some of them are industry, industrially significant, right? Now, of course, I, I can't go into details, but the kind of battles, the kind of complications, the kind of, when you hear some stories, the higher people go in those industries, when you hear the stories, you know that many things they are dealing with is more and more level, is survival level. Sion the Amorite does not want covenant people in inventive economic circles. He does not want covenant people in industry. He does not. Want, he wants covenant people on a payroll. He wants covenant people to be collecting salary, 500K, 1 million. Whereas there are tens of millions of dollars. Why? Because see, when the believer prospers, it's not just that the believer has more to advance the gospel. It is that. It is also that the devil has less with which to afflict people through the debauchery, perversion, coercion, manipulation, oppression. So it's not just what money can do in your hands. It's what money can no longer do in the hands of the devil because it's now in your hands. Are you seeing what I'm saying? It's not just that Kings now has 10 plots of land. It's now that the devil is losing ground. It's now that a club can no longer buy that land. Babalawo Aborisha can no longer own that land. Are you seeing that now? Geriza Tobaya. Everything in your life that has afflicted you in your industry, that has tried to keep your voice small and faint, that has tried to limit your expansion, and every time you try to break through, it looks difficult. You'll be wondering, why are unbelievers getting these things? Because they are aligned with the agenda of darkness, even if they are not conscious of it. But for you, there is a real opponent. There is a real adversary. He knows that he can no longer take your soul because it's been secured by the blood. But it can frustrate the expression of your virtue, the expression of God's glory upon your life. He can contain it. He can limit it through oppressive harassment, through cycles of frustration. That's why sometimes it looks like so many things are, are battles. But in the name of Jesus, we come by the blood of the Lamb, we come by the tokens of our inheritance, we come by the sophisticated spiritual weapons that we have, and we come against Sion, the Amorite, the king of Heshbon. Every king and captain in our industries, in our circles, that have reared their heads, that have brought up opposition to limit the expansion of the work of God through our lives, we push against against you in the name of Jesus. Every harassment against us as a ministry, every harassment against us as a people, every opposition, every manipulation, we come against in the name of Jesus. We raise the banner of the blood as our claim to kingdom citizenship, and we affirm the will of God. We affirm the agenda of heaven. We affirm the glory of the Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Somebody say, I'm waging war. <laughs> I'm waging war. I am waging war. 
I am waging war. Baratiake Boromalia Badadadaya. Raskino Krubelia Tabaya. I uproot the uprooter. I extinguish the extinguisher in the name of Jesus. I take authority over the spells of darkness. I come against the works of the wicked. I come against the harassment and the manipulations and the oppressions and the contentions of the evil workers. Nezira Tekayushelebaya against the work of God in this house and through this house. We we take authority in the name of Jesus. We oppress, harass, intimidate, and break in pieces the accords of darkness, the resistance from the pit of hell, the manipulation with schemes and scams. In the name of Jesus, cycles of losses, patterns of losses, patterns of exhaustion, patterns of weakness, of limitation, we come against you, we deal with you, we break you asunder. In the name of Jesus. I proclaim that Sion will no longer uproot your projects. Uproot. Your resources. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I have the victory. Somebody say, I have the victory. See what it says? It says, Go, I have given into your hand, see on the Amorite king of Heshbon and his land. I've given him and his land. And his land. See, do you know the first spiritual gifts? In fact, the first thing God gave man was dominion, right? After his breath, he gave man breath. In fact, I gave him dominion before I gave him the breath. The breath was to facilitate what he had given him, to activate him to receive the dominion he had received. So the breath of God activates us to walk in dominion, okay? But you know the next thing God gave man? He gave him land. He gave him land. In other words, watch this. This is powerful. Dominion must have a place to land on. <laughs> dominion must have a place to land on. Dominion must have a place to land on. If you say you have dominion, this is over what? The fish have dominion over the air. The sorry, the birds have dominion over the air. The fish have dominion over the sea. Animals have dominion over land. Man has dominion over all of them. So there's a connection between land and dominion. Dominion must have a place to land on. And that's why the enemy doesn't want people to move, believers that is, to move because your, your ability to possess your land is your ability to progress in that land. It's connected to your ability to progress in that land. So no progress, no possess. Right? Now, it says, I've given his land. Can somebody please write out the last line? Last line of verse 24. Last line of verse 24. Somebody should write it, type it, anybody. That is an instruction. He said, I've given you the guy and I've given you his land. What should you begin to do now? No, last line. That's the last phrase. I want the last line. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. Ha <laughs> No battle, no possession. He said, begin to possess it. The moment you begin to possess, battles will come. In other words, the battles in your life are a reflection that you have already started to possess something. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. So 
The possession exposes the battles. That's why a lot of people are doing nothing. They don't face a lot of battles because they are about, they are already embattled. The enemy does not waste his resources on people who are doing nothing. In fact, he will help them do more of nothing. So when the battles are increasing, that's not the time to get depressed, agitated, anxious. That's the time to say, Hey, Rani Ketodera Shubalai He said, begin to possess it and engage him in battle. 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 Is somebody engaging in battle? Let's pray in the spirit and stir up the warrior in us. Leno Kanakia Zani and Ofeta Rashada Dadakabaya Kadakabaya Lazo Brodobola Perekeda Lezuna Krenekeba Lato Rakia Sekele Bataika Ranaka Kayanda Bataka. I see somebody on the spiritual attack. It looks like there's fire burning on your house, burning all over the building, burning all over the house, and you are already catching the fire. But I see the breath of God. I see God blowing rain upon the fire. I see God quenching the fire that, has, that looks like it's going to devour you, devour your whole family. You are not going to be devoured. You are being set free. You are being helped. You are being protected. You are being preserved. God is rebuilding the things that the fire has already burnt. He's rebuilding. Engagement Engagement battle. All that battle at work, engage it. He didn't say run away from the battle. He didn't say hide from the battle. He didn't say pretend that there's no battle. He didn't say just go on, just go on, the battle will pass. No, he said engage him. Another one says contend. Contend with him in battle. Why? You have sufficient spiritual resources to engage and win. You have a guarantee of victory. Somebody say, I have victory. Say it in the name of Jesus, I have the victory. Say, the victory is mine. The victory is mine. The victory is mine. I have victory over depression. I have victory over anxiety. I have victory over prayerlessness. I have victory over shame, over loss, over disgrace, over oppression. I have this victory over jealousy envy, competition, a victory over vanity, a victory over mundane existence, a victory over disobedience, a victory over assaults, a victory over my past, a victory over my mistakes, a victory over the limitations of my blood, my natural bloodline, a victory by the imposition of my spiritual empowerment, spiritual capacity. I have victory in the name of Jesus, a victory over high blood pressure, a victory over paternal cycles, a victory over maternal 
personal misery, a victory over age long attacks in the name of Jesus. I have the victory. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14, you know it, but thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph, who always causes us to triumph, who always causes us to triumph, who always who always causes us to triumph. Do you know that the last journey of Jesus into Jerusalem, do you know what that journey was called? The triumphant entry. <laughs> the triumphant entry. Yeah? That was his last procession so that our permanent procession can be a triumphant entry, always. So who always causes us to triumph and who causes through us the fragrance of his knowledge in every place, why? As he's leading us, as we're breaking barriers and territories, boom, boom, his incense is entering into places. Entering into places. Somebody say, Sihon, Mosidon, Sion, Mosidon, Katufenia, King of Heshbon, you are dethroned in the name of Jesus. King of Heshbon, King of my industry, whatever your industry is, I sit you down, I dethrone you. Christ gave us the victory. The Bible says the mountain of the Lord's house will be exalted above every other mountain. Somebody say, I'm above. I'm above all. I'm above the bills. I'm above the bills. I'm above the requests. I'm above the demands. I'm above. I operate from a place of spiritual dominion. I operate from a place of spiritual stature. I operate from a place of kingship in the name of Jesus. Rane Kabaza, Tabrantos Prakalai, Agune de Giza, Reskia Tosilanai. I am above all. I operate from the plane of royalty. I am seated with El Gibor. I am seated in the laps of El Shaddai. I drink of the milk of the covenant in the name of Jesus. I operate with the freshness, with the fresh dew of Zion. Everything about my life is made smooth by the operating system of the Holy Ghost. In in the name of Jesus, Nesabria Kataya. Everything is subjected to the influence of the Godhead at work in me. Every responsibility aligns. Every demand comes into place. Everything comes into focus and precision. In the name of Jesus, I'm hearing country manager in my spirit, country manager. There are people who are being elevated to managerial spaces, managerial responsibilities. There are also people who are going to enter into, I've said it, I think it came on Sunday, but here again, collaborations and corporate partnerships. Collaborations, corporate par partnerships, corporate sponsorships. Thank you, Holy God. I want to quickly pray for somebody. You've had a couple of nightmares, nightmares, particularly over the last one to two weeks. If you're that person, you can let me know in the comments. If it's you, just say it's me. I come against every invasion of the night. I dig out. I dig out from the roots. Every satanic seed that may have been planted in your mind through something you saw, something you heard, something you watched, someplace you went to in the name of Jesus. 
You are not a slave to your dreams. Nesapakaya, we close the gates to every illegal entrance, every illegal element, and a picture, a sound, a dream, a person, a being that tries to come to cause confusion in the realm of sleep. In the name of Jesus. Zabarata. Somebody say, I operate from victory. I operate from victory. Hold that thing that has tried to shake you recently. Hold it as an image in your mind and see it shrinking. See it shrinking into, into non-effect. See it shrinking into non-existence. See it collapsing like the walls of Jericho. Hallelujah. We subject the influence of darkness under the power of God. We bring to the fall the, the finished work of Jesus the Christ in the name of Jesus. From the place where we are seated in him in heavenly places, we rule and we reign. According to Romans 5 and 17, we exercise dominion by the scepter of righteousness through the one man, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, we strike for the scepter of rulership. And we begin to straighten every crooked path, every area that looks topsy-turvy, haphazard, discombobulated with the namby-pamby of the enemy. We straighten out in the name of Jesus. We see our way clear for those who look like they're in a pitch darkness, an environment of confusion, we give you light by the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, you have illumination. You have illumination. You have illumination till you become a luminary in every nation. In the name of Jesus. Illumination. My town, my city is a nation. Illumination. Who never about a synaproscalize? There is somebody you got into something today, a disagreement, a sharp disagreement, and you feel like giving that person a piece of your mind. And the Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you say not a word, hold your tongue. Let me fight that battle for you. Let me vindicate you, says the Lord. Karapekai, Santovala, Sinakras, Kadina Tobias, Zuvigalas. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, declare that. Everything is working together for my good. Thank you for the operation of the Spirit of God. Now, everything God is saying that we should do, superimposing the will of God, proclaiming the will of God, coming against the works of darkness. He did the same thing. Genesis chapter 1 says that in the beginning, God made heaven and earth, and the earth was formless and void. And the earth was formless and void, and the Spirit of God. Where the Spirit of God hover? Over. Never let darkness get you under. Learn from the Holy Ghost. When there was darkness, the Holy Ghost did not go under the darkness. The Bible says the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. So always know that you can hover over it. Kayatima. Let me say the word of God, somebody. You are coming over it. 
You are coming over it. He says, this is the victory that we have. Even our faith, 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, you are an overcomer. You are not an undergoer and you will not need an undertaker because you are coming over it. You're an overcomer in the name of Jesus. You stand fast. Kurapaya. Anybody blessed already? We're praying already. We're declaring already. Wage war. We must wage war. Now, some goes, oh, well, that's Old Testament. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, and we see the apostle speaking to his godson. So what the apostle says to his godson. See, as we're praying, as, let, me, let me show you something about why whenever you're praying, the sense of the Spirit. When fire is burning, tell me what happens. Someone should tell me what's happening. When fire is burning, what, what happens when fire burns? Tell me. When fire is burning, what happens? It spreads, that's true. But what does the fire itself? Things get destroyed. Well, they could get cooked, it depends. When fire is burning, not necessarily. Everywhere gets hot and there's light, two things. When you are stirring up the fire of God in your spirit, heat is being generated. Energy is being made available. And you can direct that energy. That's why when you pray in the spirit, you, you're stirring up fire. Then when you now declare or affirm, you are giving the energy direction. So the prayer of de declaration gives direction to the energy generated through intercession, through prophetic engagement, through petition, are we getting that? The other thing is there is light. So whenever you're praying and stirring up that, illumination is happening. So for me, whenever I'm praying, almost every time, especially my personal prayers, you're going to see me typing every now and again, not throughout to the point where you're distracted, right? Because you can also get distracted with that. But light is coming. And when light is coming, one of the ways to capture the light is to write it because that's what God did. He captured the light in his word. So it's called the light of his word. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. But think about it literally. It's the word that captures the light and then releases the light to different generations. So as we're praying, light is shining as well. Instruction, reminders. The Holy Spirit is notifying people. I told you to do this. Have you done it? Get that, the website, give that seed. Go and apologize to that person. Write that letter, make that proposal. Uh, spend time in prayer tonight. He's notifying you, so you write it down. Hallelujah. First Timothy 1 verse 18. This charge. Kamene <laughs> kemeni. This charge I commend to you. See what it says. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to what? The prophecies previously made to you. So that what will happen? That by them you may wage a good warfare 
He said, I'm giving you a commitment. I'm giving you a charge. Prophecies have gone ahead of you. The reason the prophecies have gone ahead of you is that by those prophecies, in other words, you are not fighting for nothing. That's what he's trying to say. Don't think that when there are bounties in your life, there are no bounties. The battles are indicative, indicative of the bounties. The enemy doesn't fight anybody he's not threatened by. If he's not threatened by you, he's threatened by God's prophecies concerning you. If there's anything the devil is really, really, really good at, apart from lying, is data. The devil has data. Metrics, measurements, plotting graphs. Oh, this one gets him angry. This one gets him upset. If I first if I if you try something three times, he will stop. Shock the devil and keep on trying it. Let him go like, hey, 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 hey. This one has changed though. Because he works with data. And if you're able to sort of break the pattern or superimpose the pattern, boom, the guy gets confused. He's not all powerful. Absolutely right. The devil is in the detail. And the devil is the tail. The devil is not just in the detail. The devil is the tail. Now, when we say the devil is the tail, you know the tail is very flexible and wriggly, wriggly like a snake. It's like a serpent. Always looking for the next inroad, next crack, next place. Wiggle, 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 But Christ is our head. And at the head, he controls the deal. Someone say, in the name of Jesus, my prophecy is not a lie. Say, in the name of Jesus, my prophecy is not a lie. Say, in the name of Jesus, my prophecy is not a lie. Say, in the name of Jesus, I believe God's word concerning me, concerning my family, concerning my ministry, concerning my destiny, concerning my business, concerning my career. I believe the word of God. I declare the word of God. I hold on to the word of God. I am possessed by the spirit of God and I operate in alignment. I have the spirit of boldness. I have uncommon capacity, have insight, intelligence, and the intensity required to drive the agenda of heaven. In the name of Jesus, I'm not docile, lethargic, intimidated, or overwhelmed. I'm strengthened with might in the inner man. I do not fall back to the coping strategies of the past. I operate with dominion in mind. I fight it through. I press through. I push through. I overcome. I overwhelm the enemy. I overwhelm the adversary. I overwhelm the walls of Jericho in the name of Jesus. I proclaim that there is fire in my bones and by the fire of God in my bones, I'm spreading on all sides. I'm spreading on all fronts. I'm spreading to the left, to the right, the north, the south, and front and behind. I'm engulfed in a protective wall of divine presence in the name of Jesus. Rekondebrakimanakalia <laughs> 
Mania, or Rakata Barata Briata Bali, or Riabadena Krina Kajadaiko, Ezale Kadaiko, Sonebedai, Azina Kanduabina Kanaka Bere, Lea Kuare, Oria Sinadaika, Lakia Dabaya, Arana Kamanaka, Rakanama Sanabataya, Azegele Bota, Arekemene Bayakabalada. I see the fire of God visiting the bellies of certain women. He's visiting the belly region, the womb region, the stomach region, the ovary region. I see the fire of God. Doing a work of purification, doing a work of healing. Whatever may have been tied, whatever may have been glossed over, whatever may have been twisted, damaged, we speak repair right now. In the name of Jesus, uh, if you're one of those women and you can feel fire in your belly or you are expecting and trusting God, lay your hands on your belly right now. In the name of Jesus, uh, by spiritual impartation, we proclaim that anything negative buried in those wounds, hormonal tissue based, physical, I command be removed in the name of Jesus and I proclaim everyone who's waiting for the fruit of the world receive it now with peace and joy in the name of Jesus everyone waiting on God for a healing in their abdomen receive it now in the name of Jesus everyone waiting on God for transformation in the deepest regions of your life I proclaim you receive it now in the name of Jesus receive it now in the name of Jesus Receive it now in the name of Jesus. La menacro balangwa me, yasakwa be la kiata. Rakiane combranima tabaya. Lezuze kaniana kaba. Raskiatata. Azene keba lanto manai. Akina kataka daya. Rakenakiaba. I command fibroids die. I command fibroids die. In the name of Jesus, I command tissues that have been damaged be healed. In the name of Jesus. I command weight be removed, burdens be undone, yokes be broken in the name of Jesus. Lazia Kabando Brania Sakatata, Lazia Dobotena, Oria Katekaba, Akru Belatia Zubadaisha, Rane Kende Nekebara Sata. O Labatani, Zagatua Brida Kazas. O Navimanasatai, Sakoprativas, O Labena Covrenemania, Sina Catando Bazina, O Le Brandos in the party and the Cadas, Janiatabasa. I see somebody, it is not a word for you directly, it could be for somebody else here as well. But the person I'm speaking to directly, there's somebody in your house who, who's been having migraine for a couple of days now, just a splitter headache. Go to that person right now, take your device, go to that person right now. Lord, I stretch my hands in the spirit and I rebuke that migraine now. In the name of Jesus, I proclaim that this body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and I command you, go now in the name of Jesus. Migraine, anyone with a headache, I command you, be healed right now. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. I command you, you are not being suspended, you are being permanently Victor in the name of Jesus. Who navigate bias? This charge I commit unto you, Timothy, concerning the prophets that were previously made concern you, that by them 
you might wage a good warfare. By then, you might wage a good warfare. It's a good warfare, not because it's pleasant in the way it feels, but because it's purposeful in the way it's flowing, but because they have precious rewards. In the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, you are not fighting for nothing. You are fighting for something from something superior. In the name of Jesus. Sabara. If there's any part of your body that is giving you pain, touch that part right now and rebuke that pain. Rebuke that pain in the name of Jesus. Rebuke that pain in the name of Jesus. This is how you say it. Say in the name of Jesus, the Christ, I rebuke you, migraine, belly ache, bone ache, ankle pain, spinal pain, back ache. I rebuke you. I command you be gone now, never to return in the name of Jesus. I release the anointing of the Holy Ghost and the power of the Most High to flush out of my body. Speak specifically out of my body, out of my bones, out of my elbow, out of my heart, out of my lungs, out of my bloodstream everything that was not so in the beginning everything does not reflect and represent the glory of god i command you be gone in the name of jesus Zanakabai, Sakatai, Zatadiza, Kondavraska, Rupikas, Ginato, Ginatai, Kasina Kavras. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Someone say my prophecy is not a lie. My prophecy is not a lie. My prophecy, if you have a prophecy book or a prophecy journal, which I advise you to have, or at least a note on your device, right? A note on Evernote or Apple Notes or something. This is the time to go there. It says, according to the prophecies previously made, previously made, God showed me a revelation of my life at the age of 17. And I saw myself across the nations. And I didn't even know the details of you know, what that really meant at the time, but I knew I was traveling over nations. I wasn't just traveling from nation to nation. It was just a coverage, a global coverage. It was like I took a step, boom, Africa, Europe, America, right? Some of you have those prophecies that have stayed with you. You know it's not a lie. You know it's not a figment of your imagination. You know it's not you thinking this up. I had a visitation as a teenager three times in the course of a night. And God showed me certain things. I've had some other encounters with God, right? Some of you got that at teens camp meetings. Some of you got it in your, in your house or your first church. Some of you got it at immersion. Some of you got it at Bannock. Some of you got it last week Sunday. Whatever that thing is, it is not a lie. You are going to engage that prophecy. And we're going to start by praying hard and strong in the spirit of God, in, in our foreign language, in our home language, actually, the language of the spirit. Because again, think about it. It's actually language of the spirit. You know why? Because in the age to come, there'll be Chinese, there'll be Igbos, there'll be Fufude, there'll be Hausa Yoruba, there'll be Efeg, there'll be Africans, there'll be everybody. Right? So what languages are we going to be speaking? Those languages, I believe, but also language of the spirit. We're going to pray in the name of Jesus. I, I believe more of the language of the spirit, actually. 
because this language just came out of battle. It's confusion. <laughs> but God, pray hard and strong. And as you pray in the spirit, the Lord will begin to affirm, validate, encourage, strengthen, support. He will begin to instruct. He will begin to streamline. For some of you who are on the verge of the fulfillment of some of those prophecies, like you're supposed to travel. Now you have your passport, no visa. Or now you have the visa, no ticket. Or now you have the ticket, no invitation, right? Wherever you are, or you have a grant in, in the works, or you have a promotion in the works, stage two of a four-stage interview, ACCA, it's the third stage, right? Or maybe you began to operate in the gifts of the spirit, but not in the dimension, the scale, the scope that you've seen in your spirit. Maybe like me, you're already preaching and teaching. You have healing miracles here and there. But what God showed you is like 10,000 times bigger than what you are currently experiencing. We're going to engage that for a couple of minutes. We're going to drive. For some of us, we might need to get up and walk around. For some of us, we might need to lay on the floor. But whatever you do, make sure that you can hear what I'm saying with your device. Is somebody praying? Is somebody praying? Is somebody engaging the prophecy? Lazuzikina, 
Kaneke, Elezon da Brina da Ha, Azia Katate Kelea, Akina Katain, Azina Kando Baladekana, Rashka, Aziga, Azegane, Reskina Dovli Akina Batai, Lakiatos in the Kendo, Roni Genehe, Lekina Kazwa Bene, Alekora, Ekara, Akayaka, Azina, in the name of Jesus, every prophecy is coming to pass. Every word is coming to pass. Every word concerning your healing, every word concerning your stature, your strength, your capacity is coming to pass in the name of Jesus. The ones you have forgotten, the ones you have given up on, the ones that you wrote up and you've not read in a long time, I proclaim by the mercy of God. They come back up, they rise up. We prophesy to the dry bones, we prophesy Born to born to born to born. Everything is coming together. Every appointment is coming together. Every connection is coming together. Every contract is coming together. Every open door is coming together. In the name of Jesus, Lezina Kanderemada, Rakina Kolethi, Lazimatai, it's coming together. It's coming together. In the name of Jesus, it's coming together. The yoke of delay is broken. In the name of Jesus, we deal with delay. We'll break the patterns of delay. We'll destroy delay. We'll destroy a calabar, aborted prophecies, miscarried prophecies in the name of Jesus. They are not our portion. We operate in the abundance of the Spirit of God. We operate in the grace and the glory of God. We operate in the stream of divine consciousness. We operate by the mercy and the blood of sprinkling. Every promise, every prophecy, Oh, Ramekaza, Ezuzi Ganigadai, Abera Tuveshigadai, Azigratia de Kadayaha. From afar they begin to come. From afar they begin to come. From the north they begin to come. From the east they begin to come. From the west they begin to come. From the south they begin to come. Everyone sent to you. Every destiny helper. Every project partner. In they begin to come. In the name of Jesus, they begin to come. In the name of Jesus, they begin to show in the name of Jesus. Rekenapru Kabina Kabatram, Enisaka Landeko, Emora Beneke, Oriake Brumaniboro, Elonebebebebe, Ora Aranera, Ebrosani Badabana Manahaya, Agate Gate, Adakia Taki and Dani, Olanua Pera Daka, Escatu Zebra Nikatai Cruz Patale, Evroba, Ratia Katatia Katakia Takatayaka, Aranakia 
Bakadabadaga, La Subere Balakadaya, Alia Comrumaniata, Esona Kina, I Gadoble de Baradai, Arika Tebros Baliata Gama, Azina Katanko, Rina Hobre, Era Cuba, Eriasin Nikato Belede, Ricane Caramilada. I see doors open, I see windows open, I see access being granted, I see expansion, I see expansion, I see lights coming on in the Keriatola Dimana. I see God blowing the limits off. I see God shattering the limitations. I see God blowing the limits off. I see God blowing the limits off. The limits are off. In the name of Jesus, expect more, says the Lord. Get ready for more, says the Lord. He said, I'm sending people into this house. I'm sending sons. I'm sending daughters. I'm sending souls. I'm sending converts. I'm sending disciples. Somebody push up. Somebody push up. Somebody push up. Somebody drive it in intercession. Rekaya. Abagadan. Abagia. Rakia soblende brubalia de kamana. Azigrege. Lezina kobria de kregre. Aya. Atakina. Arakatada katakayaka. Abazengo labata. Aria somele kata. Arupeleka. Ezigradina kadaikos. Lina kaikos. Animada. Abande kemanaka. Aya. Azagadaya. Arakabenda baladaba. Arakabanda. Aziga Eleko Erekam Azigadai Azina Kobladena Lekwa Pere de Kenwa Sinada Aya Nana Nabatene Kema Aleko Brenekada Azigra Ekina Kobri Nebede Ina Kazabaya Avamena Kobrada Rasket Robate Shalabayata Rakiataba I see recovery of lost time lost time lost time lost time lost time those of you particularly in your searches 32 34 37 38 I see God giving you lost time recovery of lost time from mistakes you made recovery in the name of Jesus Nesabarataba recovery of lost time lost opportunities Lost relationships, uh, lost leverage points. Rizakobaya, Escalita Kosia Tabatia, Requapetekri Nakataiza, Rashimataviza, Resubelita, Enikratobalai, Azina Krabatai, Azina Krabatai, Azina Krabatai, Azina Krabatai, Azina Brakatai, Azina Brakatai, Azina Brakatai. Have I not said it? Will I not do it? Have I not said it? Will I not do it? Have I not said it? Will I not do it? Says the Lord. Esamiaka, the years. That the locust, the palm worm, the canker worm, the caterpillar is eaten. We recover. We receive a restoration in the name of Jesus. Last time is restored. Mesa Borabadaya Shatabataha. Ina Kobalasa, Ina Krobataza, Rekebata Zinakai, Azina Kabatai, Azina Kabatai, Azina Kabatai, Azina Kabatai, Azina Kabatai, Azina Kabatai, Akuvere Kadai, Azina Rodia, Ekatubrigatia, Esgalima Tobrigati, Eskina Tobai, Atubrekemana, Inakinaka, for you will not hide in shame again, says the Lord. You will not hide in shame again, says the Lord. I am inside, I'm inside an old house. It's an old house. And in that house, there's something that looks like raffia. It looks like this palm palm front kind of a material. And there is a little boy. There's another little girl behind the curtain. But there is a little boy that looks like he's inside a pot, a big pot. And that pot is in the belly of the, the earth, the belly of the floor. And the person has this, this covering. And the enemy has been trying to keep you on that with shame. That the issue there is shame and God. 
God says, I am pulling you out of what the enemy tried to use to manipulate and control and limit you. And there is the other little girl who's clutching at the curtain and hiding and hiding her gift and hiding her ability and hiding the graces and the gifts. And the Lord says, Lazarus, come forth. Come forth. Come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Nesabala, come forth. Come forth, Lazarus. In the name of Jesus, sir. Labina Kromina Satwa Belakia. Nisa Kunevri Manaya. Amina Krobalatwa. I gratis balati. Nisa Bata. Esalima Nadia Sabara. Oro Bodena. Oro Polamiga. Entina Kabatwa Spilataya. Come forth. Come forth, Lazarus. Come forth. Come forth. Lazarus means God has helped. God has helped. And so says, if God has helped, why did I die? Why did my baby die? Why did my business die? Why did my friendships die? Why? Because there is new life coming. God says there is new life out of the tears. I see certain people crying right now. There are tears dropping out of your eyes. Some of you are weeping from your heart, but some of you involuntary tears are welling up from your face because you can hear the voice of God and you can see the hand of God. And you're saying, God, why, 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 why? And God says, behold, I do a new thing for you are still helped by me says the Lord you are so helped by me that you roll the stone away and now Lazarus is coming forth the stone is rolled away and Lazarus is coming forth the stone is rolled away and Lazarus is coming forth the stone is rolled away and Lazarus is coming forth Lazarus is coming forth Lazarus is coming forth. Lazarus, in fact, there's somebody who stumbled on this right now. You've stumbled on this call right now. And this particular word is really for you, where you look like you are wrapped in rags and you are worn. But I see the balm of Gilead. I see the balm of but when the word of God comes into operation, it reverses the natural degeneration. It reverses the natural order of things. It repairs, it reconfigures, it restructures. We release the oil of God. We release the balm of Gilead. We release the outpourings of grace. The Lord says to tell somebody, stop blaming yourself. Stop blaming yourself. Stop blaming yourself. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on the promise. Jesus, when he went to the cross, he kept his eyes. Uh, who for the joy that was set before him. That's how you endure the lashes. That's how you endure the betrayal of Judas. Keep your eyes on what God showed you. That's how you endure the denial of your bestie, Peter. Keep your eyes on what God told you. And don't become like Judas or become like Peter. You are Jesus. Remember, you are Jesus. You are Jesus. There are not many like you. 
in quotes. Get the, get the prophetic metaphor. Get the prophetic metaphor. You are Jesus. Don't let Judas make you Peter. Don't let Peter make you Judas. You are Jesus. Remember, remember that even Judas and Peter, they are depending on you fulfilling your purpose. Those that betrayed you, those that upset you, those that use and abuse you, abandon you. Don't forget. Don't forget there is something on your life that is redemptive. That is redemptive and restorative. We go in and we possess. 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 Paul, he was writing, Nakina Kupenisa. He says, a great and effectual door is open unto me. I believe that's 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9. A great and effectual door is open unto me, but there are many adversaries. A great and effectual door has opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. The door that God has opened for us as kings, the door of uniqueness, there is a unique oil upon this house. There is a unique fragrance upon this house. There's a unique combination of gifts. There's a lot of creative energy, wisdom energy, educative energy. Who will not come to the gates and stay at the gates. We refuse to come to the precipice of prophecy and remain stranded there. In the name of Jesus, by the force of collective agreement, we take authority over every territorial force, every territorial principality, geographical and ideological, philosophical and theological, social, cultural and socioeconomic. Every enemy, every adversary, every beast of the field, every bird of the air, every marable, every talisman, every diviner. We raise Manisha Kupeli Kenikatai, a voice of judgment against you in the name of Jesus. We command you to bow at the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Lift up your heads on your gates and be you lifted up. Ye everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in with his unique expression in kings in the name of Jesus. Every kind of setback, every kind of oppression, suppression, intimidation, limitation, confinement, frustration, harassment, we come against you in the name of Jesus. We come against you in the name of Jesus. We come against you in the name of Jesus. Lebratia sicle tuvrelia. We wreck havoc in the chambers of darkness, in the courts of evil, in the strategy rooms and the war rooms of wizards and witches and warlocks. Negative words spoken, launched like arrows, bombardments of the enemy through confusion, depletion, exhaustion. We come against you in the name of Jesus. We proclaim that we are advancing, we are increasing, we are expanding. We are growing in leaps and bounds and depths and shades and colors and oils and fragrances, in capacity, in alignment and unity, in oneness, in the name of Jesus. We proclaim that we are progressive. We are pointed like an arrow, launched out of the bow of God with fire. We are blazing and burning brightly, breaking down borders and barriers in the name of Jesus. We shall not be few, we shall be many, we shall not be limited. 
we shall expand in the name of Jesus. We are expanding to the right. We are expanding to the left. We are expanding in front of us. We are expanding behind us. We are spreading on all fronts. We are spreading on all sides. We are spreading. We are growing biologically. We are growing numerically. We are growing financially. We are growing in every way. Onamania Sanumenakia the Manua Pelani, Necumeni Nani and Nanahune, Inani Nahuneni, Ricaduzi Ninaka, Inanakia Nayana, Inanonia Nomania Sumania, Liga Cume, Erinaha, Aniana, Inaquani, Inaquamine, Inaquamina Canuni Atike, Ufiniki Nahumeria, Inekinecumeniani, Isani and Anianono, Unia Santimanaswa Pelasas. We expand in the name of Jesus. We expand in the name of Jesus. Final charge of encouragement to all of us. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13. It says, watch, watch, stand fast in faith, in the faith. Be brave, be strong. Watch, stand fast, fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. The first two are more of spiritual postures. The second two, the last two, are more of mental postures. Be brave, be strong. Mental and physical, perhaps. Be brave, be strong. We said, watch, watch. Let me just close with this. If there is a naughty issue, a nagging, a nagging issue, or something you're waiting on God for, let's say like a husband, right? which is one of my prayers for many of you, the single ladies that is. <clears throat> There's that so you're trusting God for that. Watch, what does it mean? Put that prayer point on the watch. <laughs> schedule it. Watch, schedule it. 12 noon, I prayed for 10 minutes about my marriage. Or 6 p.m., I prayed for five minutes about my marriage. Or 9 p.m., five, it does, it's not the length as it were. The length may matter in some cases, but simply not the length. It's not how intense a watchman gazes that determines the effectiveness of the protection. Is the frequency, the routine, right? So watch. If there's a financial issue, you're owing a lot of money, I need to defray it. <clears throat> watch. Watch. You can do a seven-day watch. You can do a five-day watch, a three-day watch, right? Through that season, the Lord will give you instructions, and you will know whether you're supposed to continue or not, Right? So it says, watch, number two, stand fast in the faith. How do you stand fast in the faith? By walking in the word. Because faith is a doing thing, right? So get scriptures. Let's say finances, get three scriptures. And chew on them, meditate on them. And as you're walking through the day on the Uber, or you're working, or you're listening to music, you're meditating, you're musing, you're declaring that. That's stand fast in the faith. Be brave. When you sense that opportunity, like David, don't shy away from it. When you feel a need or you feel a surge in your spirit, talk to that person. Ask that person about this. Send that email. But brave. Take on that opposition. Right? Help this person. Be strong. This, the strong in the Lord, the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that he might be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. Right? Drive this consistently. Strength. Inner strength. Physical strength. Right? Inner strength, staying strong. But strong out of a good courage. Those two were the things that, that God said to Joshua, right? Moses, the Lord kept him in strength. 
right? But the majority of Moses' work was watching and standing in the faith. The majority of Joseph of Joshua's work was being brave and being strong. That's strong and courage, right? Strength and courage. You need four of them to come out and to come in. If you are watching and standing in the faith, you can come out of a lot of stuff like Moses did. But to enter, you need to be strong and brave. You need to have coconut head, not coconut head. You need to have Christ head. Amen. Believers have Christ head. Right? But Christ's head is rock head. Christ is the rock. Rock head, heart. Rock is heart. Your head must be correct. Set. Right? Not like Seth, but set. Set and one more Jesus. Set and one more rock. Better than Olumo. Even though Olu one more. Right? God knows that we've overcome. So what you do then, use your head. Set it. As a flint, set your face as a flint. That's rock. Naturally occur. Keep that in there. For you to come out, you have to watch. Like if someone's escaped from the prison, the person escapes by watching. You want to come out of single, singleness, you have to watch. But for you to enter the right marriage, right? You have to be brave and you have to be strong. That means you don't allow the vulnerability of that season make you weak mentally so that out of the desperation of wanting to marry, just marry anybody. God forbid, you will not marry anybody in the name of Jesus. You will marry the right body. You will marry the God body. You will marry the Christ-centered body. Right? A head whose head is Christ. Whose head is correct because Christ is correct. Hey! Come and send my white paper. My head is correct because Christ is my head and Christ is correct. Hey! Come on now. So, it's not just enough to watch and stand in the faith. You need to be brave. When somebody is chatting you up, don't be quick to say it can never be this person, right? Read it. I'm not saying compromise. I'm just saying be comfortable enough to engage a conversation that you might think may not lead anywhere. And but be strong enough to know that if, it's, if this is not it, I don't need to play along. We don't need to be wasting our time. Amen. Also, as kings and as leaders, particularly the leaders and pastors and ministers, you know, as I had a meeting, we had a ministry team meeting yesterday. But I just want to reiterate that it's a long game, right? It's going to require strength and tenacity. I'm trusting God. The Sunday is going to be one of those Sundays where people are raising their hands for testimonies back to back to back to back to back. And yours will be one of them in the name of Jesus. I trust that you were blessed tonight. Trust that. You are standing strong. Please keep on using your declarations. They're God-inspired declarations. It took me months to download all those declarations. So please, don't treat them as just rhymes and uh, alliteration, even though there are many of them inside because of my writing style. Okay? But they're prophetic words. Amen? All right. Love you all. God bless you. Two minutes before my target. Hey, hey, hey. Your prayers are working. Keep on praying for me. I want to keep it up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, PLT. Love you. Thank you, everybody who's been praying for me and looking out for me. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.